0: Good morning. It's really lovely to see you. Uh, Thanks for making it through the rain, the traffic lights, goodness knows what, eh? It's uh, lovely to have you with us. If you're visiting for the first time or you've come to one of these services and you're thinking, what on earth is going on? I remember the first time I ever went into a charismatic, this is what this kind of church is, a charismatic church meeting. I'd been used to quite a traditional meeting and there were people with their hands in the air and the music went on forever. And I, was, and I didn't know whether to stand or sit down and I was confused and I wanted someone to tell me what to do. And I was thinking, what on earth is happening here? And as I moved on, I realized it was just that people were expressing their love to God. And there was a passionate commitment to express the love to God because they knew that they had been loved. So what we have here is a church of people who are loved by Jesus. We understand his love. We understand his forgiveness, his mercy, his kindness, his grace. And sometimes that just bubbles up inside us and you'll put your hands in the air just like when Liverpool won the Champions League. You know, or, you know, do you know what I mean? People do it all around the world for lots of different things. I was in a Kasabian concert and everybody had their hands in the air. But here I have eternal life and a Jesus who loves me, occasionally I'll put my hand in the air because I think it's good and it's worth shouting about and it's worth praising God about because I found eternal life, I found peace. Happiness, joy, and fulfilment that is unmatched in any other experience I've ever had, and so that's that's who we are as a church. We just love Jesus because we know He loves us, and so we're so glad that you're here, and we welcome you. And it's lovely that you've made the, the like I say, the traffic lights in the rain. That was enough, wasn't it? It was shut. The road was actually closed yesterday. I was having a little bit of a worry how people were even going to get up here, but never mind. So this morning, we're going to talk. It's a dedication uh, service. It's for Joe and Becca and Finlay and Ben and Lucy and little Mabel and Gretel. Wonderful to to have you all here. And I'm just going to read a, a, a Bible verse that is a kind of traditional Bible verse that you would read around a dedication. Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Now, there are a lot of commentators that would say that this phrase, children, it means anything that we wanna see born. It could be a vision that we have. It's a heritage from the Lord. It could be a dream that we have. It's a a heritage from the Lord. But today, children are a heritage from the Lord. They're a gift. And I was thinking about dedication and what do we do? Uh, I was gonna do uh, the record breakers, but then I realized that would put me at a certain age demographic. Uh, Roy Castle didn't he sing dedication is all you need if you want to be a record breaker that's gone over the heads of anyone under 50 in the room but I'm sure some of us will remember but I I thought what do we talk about when it comes to dedication well I think there are uh, I was trying to make it as simple as possible in my own mind and it's as simple as ABC really I don't know if you like that song by the Jacksons it came out in 1970 the year of my birth it actually knocked uh, the Beatles' Let It Be off number one, which is, you know, I think Let It Be is better than ABC, if, if I'm honest. The Jackson Five, ABC, it's as easy as one, two, three, as simple as Do Re Mi, ABC, one, two, three. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you sing it, okay? We can't do that. But when we think about the ABC of dedication, there's just three simple phrases they are appreciation, blessing, and commitment. So when we think about uh, having children, I've got two sons, they're grown adult men, and you still worry about them like you did when they were little. It's slightly different, a little bit less uh, physically taxing, a little bit more emotionally taxing, and occasionally a little bit more financially taxing, but that's a whole that's a whole other thing. So the first thing that we, when we talk about dedication, the first thing that we should think about is appreciation. We need to appreciate the gift, the gift that was given. Have you ever uh, had one of those passive aggressive texts when someone's given you a gift and you haven't quite thanked them? And it's like, I wonder, did you receive the gift? Basically, they want to know, why haven't you said thank you? Uh, I, I'm, sometimes I forget to do that, you know, if, for my own sins. Forget to say thank you sometimes. And, uh, but we need to appreciate the gift that children are. Appreciation is that we recognize that they come from God. Have you ever given your children back to God? That's what dedication is. Uh, I read that someone mentioned this to a lady in a church one time and she said, I'd like to give them back, but I thought God had a no return policy on the kids. And besides, I've lost the receipt. So we can't can't physically give them back. But I guess the truth is we all have moments of wanting to take them back. You know, like when they're crying late at night or when they, you know, we've had those moments. Come on, let's be honest. Maybe not. Some some people are looking at me. I've never had that moment. Beryl's looking at me like that now. But you know, we have had these moments where we're like, "Oh, I'm not too sure." But I'm. Re- <laughs> but we we had to learn to appreciate the gift. And what we're asking and what we're doing today in dedication is we're showing God appreciation. We're saying, "God, they are yours. I give them to you. I appreciate the gift." I appreciate who it came from. I appreciate that he, you know, he's got it all under control and we're showing appreciation to God. It says in, uh, excuse me, it says in James that every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from God, the Father of light. So these are good and perfect gifts and we need to show appreciation. I'm speaking into the water bottle and not the microphone at the minute, sorry. (laughs) There's a story in the Bible uh, of a woman called Hannah, and she couldn't have a baby. And she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed. And uh, one day she conceived, and Hannah then goes back to the temple, and she, she says this to the priest, Eli, who when, when he saw her praying, thought she was drunk, actually. But he, she, you know she had prayed and prayed, and she has this baby, and she says, pardon me, my Lord, As surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. there. Her appreciation for the birth of her son Samuel was a form of dedication. She dedicated him by saying thank you for him. We need to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. It's a good thing for all of us, really. I've recently started to think, what am I thankful for? I don't know about you, but it's quite easy watching the news to, to kind of think, what am I not thankful for? What am I annoyed about? What am I angry about? What gets under my skin? So I've decided that every day at tea time when I sit down with my wife, I'm, rather than do a whole negative, I'm going to say, well, here are the actual three, four, five things that I'm grateful for today. I'm trying to cultivate an attitude of gratitude where, where we, I'm not ignoring all that is wrong in the world, but it's so easy to go down a negative path, so easy to find what is wrong in the world. And I want to start looking for what is good in the world, for what I can be thankful for, for what I can give glory to God for, for just cultivating an attitude of gratitude. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that actually it is raining, because in the summer there was a lot of people praying that it would rain, and it didn't rain. You know, but you know, what are we thankful for? If you drive down Vince's Road at uh, 5.30 on a Monday evening, you will be grateful that one day there are traffic lights down there. So you know, we're thankful for these things. I know they're right now a bit of a pain, but we have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. And so when it comes to our children, dedicating them, there is a sense of thankfulness and gratitude. And then there's blessing. Blessing is, you know, Jesus was blessed. Luke chapter 2, verse 22, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So when we look in the Bible, there is a sense of even Jesus went to a little dedication service and he was blessed. This was part of a Jewish kind of consecration rite that you can read about in Exodus 13, if you want to look a little bit further into that. But in essence, they took him to be blessed. And then Jesus himself blessed children. Mark 10 verse 13 to 16 says this, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. So there's this idea of blessing. When Graham prays today for these children today, he will be praying blessing. We're praying blessing over these children. We want God to bless them. I like uh, Bob Dylan's Forever Young. It, you know, may God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. And I could go on for the whole song. But, you know, we see this whole, uh, this whole thing around children. We want them to be blessed. And we want to we bless others. Let's remember that praying blessing is a way of dedicating our children to God. But it's not something we do once. We don't bless people once. We continue to bless them. We pray for them every day. We, we pray God's blessing over those that we love daily. Uh, Billy Graham, if you, he was a great evangelist back in the 60s, 70s and 80s even. And he, he led more than 3 million people to become Christians. He They would hire out stadiums. He would go and preach. And they would say he was one of the most successful preachers of his generation. You know, and he would reach more than 80 million people in his lifetime. He would speak to presidents and he would speak to kings. Uh, amazing stuff. But it was said that this, that every day his mother and his father would pray for Billy at 10 o'clock every morning. And that was faithful throughout their entire lives. They prayed blessing over him. I, I had the, the, the privilege of going to his house in just outside Charlotte in North Carolina. And, and there's just a normal little house. But there was this little room where every day the mother and the father would go and they would pray for their son. And Billy would get all the, the praise and you would see all this massive stuff happening. But the real history of Billy Graham was in that little room where they went and prayed. Behind every history we see, there's always a secret history. There's always someone that was praying in the background. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, who was responsible for the abolition of slavery. Uh, He was also, you know, preserved the Union. He bolstered federal government and modernized the U.S. economy. He was was an amazing president. And he said this, I remember my mother's prayers. And they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. There is real power in praying blessing over others. Whether that's our children, whether that's our friends, whether that's our family members. And to do it consistently and daily. These men and who we read about here who transformed parts of the world, it happened because someone prayed. Someone prayed. And behind every history we've seen, there's always a secret history. Wherever there's a great big revival, loads of people come to Jesus, I bet you there was someone praying somewhere. In the great Hebridean revivals where, where whole towns became Christians, there were two little old ladies that prayed for years daily. I'm praying blessing over this town. I'm praying blessing over these people. And God turned up. So we must never forget when we dedicate others, and we, we, we must pray blessing over them to pray to pray blessing over your children every day takes my third point which is commitment you have to be committed I found this quite a strong verse in Deuteronomy it's a hard word to say six verse four to nine I'm using the uh, anyway listen Israel the Lord our God is the only true God so love the Lord your God with all your heart soul and strength memorize his laws and tell them to your children over and over again talk about them all the time whether you're at home or walking along the road or going to bed at night or getting up in the morning write down copies and tie them to your wrists and foreheads to help you obey them write these laws on the door frames of your homes and on your town gates There's an amazing amount of commitment that God is asking of people right there. That they would memorize his laws and tell them to your children over and over again. Talk about them all the time. Whether you're at home or walking along the road or going to bed at night or getting up in the morning. it's, It's fascinating, isn't it? If faith comes by hearing, who are you talking to and what stories are you telling? If faith comes by hearing, who are you talking to and what stories are you telling? And our commitment is to tell the stories of Jesus, to tell about his love, to tell about the miracles, to tell about the times when we as Christians were struggling and God showed up, that when he was with us, we need to continually and consistently remind one another and our children about these things. We have to be committed to continuously telling and retelling the story if you to read the bible throughout the bible time and time again there is reference to once you were not a people now you are a people once you were in you know once you were in exile now you are i've brought you home and that's because throughout the whole bible they keep telling the story, the big story. And as as parents, we need to be committed to continually telling the story. We need to be committed to continually talking about the blessings and the goodness of God. And even actually talking about when it's not good and saying, but God is still with us. Acknowledging the pain, acknowledging the, the, the hard times that we go through. So this is really dedication. I, I was interestingly reading about another guy, John Wesley. He was a A great evangelist. It's fascinating. If you start getting into Christian leaders who changed the world, men and women, 99% of the time, if you dig around, you will find that their parents prayed for them. John Wesley was one of the greatest evangelists of the 1700s. More than just an evangelist, he instigated change, social change. Do you know that he founded the Methodist Church? One of the interesting things about the Methodist Church is they're responsible for back gardens, it was Christians that they said we needed back gardens, because the people had little yards and you know of a little like stone yard in their two up two down. And he said if actually if we're going to cultivate some 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 health in people, we, they need gardens. So the Methodist Church campaigned that people could have back gardens. That's why all council houses eventually had back gardens. It just random thought. That's why. You know, I, well, you know, I found it interesting. And if you didn't, that's fine. And. Uh, but they did. They instigated change all around the UK in labour laws. They influenced politicians. They did so much. And it said that he was raised by a mother who prayed, who was committed to prayer. Susanna Wesley raised John in a home dedicated to prayer, and she raised him with ten other children. <laughs> I wonder if she often showed appreciation <laughs> for <laughs> ten kids. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure she loved it. I'm Um, Anyway, I don't know, 1700s. Uh, Ten children. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing, isn't it? Frightening. Uh. (laughs) But anyway, many days she couldn't find a place of solitude, so she would lift her apron over her head to be alone with God. It was her way of praying. You know, she'd put her apron, and her children knew that when she had her apron over her head, she was praying and she was talking to God. So she was committed to seeing all her children grow up and, you know, become who they were meant to be, but she prayed. And even when it was difficult, which I imagine with 10 children... I mean, it's enough for two to get some peace and quiet. It's enough for one, but for ten. Anyway, and you know, her, her son John was a great reformer, a great preacher. Her son Charles wrote over 9,000 hymns, some that we still sing today. So dedication is about appreciation. It's about blessing, and it's about commitment. As these children, Finlay, Mabel, Gretel, are dedicated today, it's about appreciating them, the gift that they are, the beauty that they bring to the world. It's about blessing. It's about praying that God would bless and continue to bless them, that they would grow to be all that they were meant to be. And it's about commitment, uh, not a one-off event, a dedication. Daily dedicate one another to God and pray. So children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring is a reward from Him. And they are like arrows in the hands of a warrior, those born in our youth. So, so Graham's going to come in a minute, but I just want to pray. What I've talked about today is what it looks like to be a Christian. Actually, I appreciate that Jesus died for me. I am blessed that he gave his life for me, and I'm going to commit to follow him for the rest of my life because of that. So it kind of works on all sorts of aspects, but today we're going to put it into the whole aspect of dedication. So Father, we thank you. We appreciate your love for us. We appreciate the peace and the joy that we find in you. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us, that every good and perfect gift comes from you, the Father of lights. And Lord, we give back to you our commitment to follow you, to look out for you, to live as apprentices of Jesus. So come and be with us today. Bless these children as Graham praise for them now. In Jesus' name, amen.